0: Welcome to Style Zephyr, a life and style podcast brought to you by the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith Cigar. Same family, new amazing chapter. Live true at alecbradley.com. And now your host, Kevin Quinn.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this brand new episode of Style Zephyr at stylezephyr.com. Happy 2019! This is the first of the 29 season for me on the show. I have got so many cool people in the pipeline for this season's brand new episodes, uh, brand new content, as well as for the video. I'm especially happy and so thankful for everyone for their support with the uh, release just around Christmas time of the Hub Style Journal uh, magazine over at uh, styleseffort.com in the Hub section. Uh, so many great, uh, amazing people that I was able to network with and had so many amazing contributions, uh, so many reviews, great feedback on that. So I cannot wait to start accumulating uh, brand new content for the next edition of that as well. A special thank you to Alec Bradley. They are, the again, the uh, premier sponsor for the show for 2019. Uh, The Alec and Bradley Blind Faith, the brand new cigar to uh, Alec and Bradley Rubin, the namesake behind the company, a uh, subcategory for the Alec and Bradley portfolio, their own uh, organization and their own efforts and their own initiatives going on right now. I am so incredibly thankful for these folks for their amazing support. Um, They're doing fantastically well internationally. Uh, I just uh, was in Tampa, Florida myself and stopped by a few cigar uh, lounges around there and Uh, finally had found some blends that I don't have uh, immediately available to myself in the Midwest market around Chicago, so uh, exceptionally happy about that. I'm looking to make uh, finally IPCPR in Vegas this year, uh, late July, going to be looking to take some vacation time for that, so hopefully going to hang around with uh, the guys from uh, the company as well as uh, if anyone out there from uh, fans of the show, if are going to be out there in Vegas just hanging out for a weekend. Uh, Go and have some uh, great food, some spirits, and as well as some some phenomenal cigars. Uh, You can live true with the rest of the family, as always, at alecbradley.com. Again, a lot of other folks that I've been working on, a lot of really cool projects in the works, and I wanted to get right on into it with this episode for today. Uh, I'm super appreciative. I have uh, got another uh, amazing local business uh, that I'm promoting and uh, partnered up with. wanted to take my style into a brand new direction. I have got... Franco's Restaurante of uh, Bridgeport uh, in the Bridgeport neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I first found these guys just kind of going over to my uh, my local coffee shop in the uh, heart and soul of the South Side, and uh, looked them up on Google. And they had amazing pictures, great reviews, uh, phenomenal food. Uh, and then did uh, did a little bit of ground pounding, and uh, I met Mr. Frank Ruffalo. And Frank was so kind to be able to sit down with me and give uh, some insight into the restaurant uh, business and being an entrepreneur in a family-owned business and gives an insight into not only what goes into running the business, but um, menu development, what goes into a dish, the pricing, what is for what for seasons, the whole nine yards. Um, You can find Franco's and take a look at them over at francoschicago.com. They're at 300 West 31st Street in Chicago, 60616. Um, They just announced actually a a brand new restaurant that was uh, recently on social media right around uh, as well as Christmas and as well as New Year's. So I'm very, very grateful and uh, uh, excited to have had them on and uh, great food. Um, Every year my mom and I actually go to see the Christmas Carol at the Goodman Theater in Chicago and we're really, really uh, adamant about going someplace new for dinner every year. Uh, My mom uh, checked out their interview. They checked out uh, the website, the Facebook, all the reviews and everything. And uh, we wound up going there for dinner, and it was an absolutely great experience. I had my yearly uh, veal at Christmas, and uh, Mom was especially happy with it as well. had some good wine. It was just a great, comfortable atmosphere and everything. So um, I'm really excited to be introducing a brand new uh, genre, if you want to call it that, for the Style Zephyr um, collection, if you will. So... Uh, Very, again, thankful to uh, Frank Ruffalo for that. Um, So we're going to head up a break, get on into the business, uh, and stay with me and stay tuned. Are you looking for a vintage flair for your home, closet, wardrobe, or even toy collection or jewelry box? Come home to great value at Affordable Antiques and More. With 25 years experience, the award-winning store boasts 11,000 square feet of vintage furnishings, DIY, and wedding supplies. Find them on Facebook and Instagram with affordable shipping available. Call today at 630-505-1463 or stop by at 1508 North Naper Boulevard in Naperville. Don't forget to say hello to Shaggy! Affordable antiques and more, proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you.
0: From the Alec Bradley Cigar Company, the company that has brought amazing cigar blends such as the Tempest, Black Market, Post Embargo, and the 2011 Cigar of the Year, the Prensato, comes the worldwide release of the Black Market Esteli and the Prensado Lost Art. Both cigars will be featuring Central American tobaccos and a variety of sizes and box counts. Alec Bradley has been creating new traditions for over twenty years, and continue to create inspiration and conversation pieces with beautiful premium tobaccos. Join the family today at AlecBradley.com. Proudly paired with Styles' effort to be true to you.
1: All right, folks, welcome on back. Brand new episode of StyleZephyr.com. I have got an awesome new episode for you. As we all know, style translates to a lot more than just clothing. It's a little bit more than just a painting. It's a little bit more than a piece of artwork. Style can also translate to food. And what better way to do that by celebrating an awesome new uh, concept for the show? This is at a brand new uh, brand new idea for us. We are at Franco's Restaurant in Bridgeport, heart and soul of the south side. Uh, that's why also God gave us Cubs fans, but nobody's perfect. So that's why also there's Sox fans. Uh, I have got the uh, honor and privilege of the uh, owner of uh, Franco's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Mr. Frank Ruffalo. Frank, thank you very much for joining me on the on the Stiles after today.
0: Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Now we're gonna jump right on into this. Now, Frank, as far as for owning a restaurant and so on and so forth, it's gotta we're gonna deep uh, you know deep dive this a little bit. First off, tell us about who you are, where you come from, and where the restaurant comes from.
0: Sure. So I am Frank Ufalo. Um Born and raised in Chicago. I'm from Bridgeport. Um, from a big Italian family, I'm, I'm, food was always something big with our, our culture and our family. Um, my father came over here from Italy. Um, when he came here, he opened up a couple of different fast, casual restaurants, like pizza places, beef sand, stuff like that. Um, he opened up this location, so this is Franco's Restaurante. He um, opened this in 1989. Um, we've been open ever since we took a brief hiatus to remodel in 2015 um, he opened another location in Beverly called Francinello, we have one in Lincoln Park called Jam and Honey, um, another location at Buckingham Fountain called Franco's at the Fountain, and then this is kind of our, our flagship location um, so I graduated college closed this down in August of 2015 did a full renovation um, opened that back up in April and we've been running ever since awesome man Now,
1: clearly... It's in your DNA. Yep. It's 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 running in your family and so on. And just like um, how I mentioned, Alec Bradley, they're a cigar company, manufacturer, family-owned restaurant or family-owned business, I should say. By the way, we're in the middle of a really great uh, lunchtime service. So yep, definitely a every, little bit of a lunch rush, but that's all right. It's all good. We got the great vibes going on. So that's also why we got this awesome soundtrack in the background. And meanwhile, sure. I've got Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta up on the wall, staring down at me. So here you go. Can't get a better background. <laughs> all eyes are on me. When it comes to yep. the idea. Of anything else like versus a startup but you've got a family-owned restaurant like what what initially triggers that what do you think for your dad for your family what triggered that initial love for food the passion of of a family-run business what sparks that what lights that fire
0: Um, originally I think it was just something that he knew how to do well uh, and something that would you know be a viable solution for uh, his livelihood As far as myself, I've just, you know, I've grown up in restaurants. It wasn't so much as me trying to think of a startup or or what I want to, you know, do myself. It's this is what I know. This is what I enjoy. Let me take it to the next level. Um, So obviously, yes, my father did start this. I took it over and did a drastic change and and made it my own. So obviously you have to have the passion for it. This is not an easy business. This is not something where, oh, I like making, um, you know, Pastas. I like making pizza. Whatever I'm gonna go open up the restaurant. If you have that mentality, I think it's kind of uh, you're gonna have a rude awakening for it. Um, this was more something where I felt like I had it in my my blood. I knew how to do it. Um, I just wanted to see if I can make a living out of it. And so far, I'm I'm doing I'm doing that. I'm enjoying it. So I don't I don't see anything stopping me. On
1: Especially it. when you when you already have all those lifehood, you know you know childhood, lifetime lessons. Yeah. Like what works, what doesn't work, sure. what's What's the trend? Like, how does the economy, Definitely. you know, and we're in Chicago and like where my store is, yeah. you've got, you know, all these international folks coming in. So who who wants what, what to deliver at, like what the right price is. Yep. And like I said, versus a startup, that's enormous, right?
0: Yeah, you got to know your market. Um, you have to know who you're really going for. Um, obviously, I'm a young guy, so I have different perspectives on things than my father would. So I'm able to take what I've learned from him, what I've learned from my family and, and what's worked well for them, and I could take my spin put that on it um, and see if it's gonna work as, as well as the olden ways so
1: gotcha, gotcha. And now this is also deep rooted in what the concept of style zephyr is. Um, we all have an inspiration for different things and especially when it comes to a restaurant. Like there's I don't really have a you know wherewithal enough of the world to compare it to whatnot sure. else. I can't it's one of those yeah. things where it's like when you say I can imagine, I frankly can't. Yeah. So for a lot of folks and I'm hoping to make this a repeating pattern with uh, other people I might work with in the future What does it take, assuming, you know, guessing that, you know, if you're experimenting with your own dishes, your own food, and creating it yourself, and now to kind of preamble that next question, even this, now is this kind of like the more charming aspect of it are these like family recipes wise or you experiment with them? Sure yourself? so
0: some of them are family recipes or recipes from our businesses because we've been open for you know going on 30 years um, but some of the stuff is you're just taking things that people are asking for you listen to your customers and you're taking ideas that you have and you're spinning that to make it work in your environment some dishes won't go some things will like I said you have to know your market you have to know your audience and, and you know you can't go into a small neighborhood restaurant and think oh I'm going to do high end wine and steaks and stuff like that. Yeah, it might work, it might not. You have to listen to what the customers are asking for and go from there. So obviously food, um much like you know style and fashion, stuff like that, it's very cyclical. It goes in phases. Um, Sometimes there might be heavy dishes that you know lasagna or something like that that used to work ten years ago. Now people are moving away from it. So in my industry you have a lot of a lot of uh, dietary restrictions that people are asking for. You have to be able to adjust dishes accordingly. Um, so we really just want to be able to please the customers, and if they say they're gluten free or dairy intolerant or something like that, being able to have something that encomp- encompasses all of those people and that we can make sure that you know they're leaving satisfied.
1: Exactly. So there is there's a blueprint for what you need to do. I and mean, there's no there's obviously no how-to for success. Otherwise, a lot of people would open up sure. restaurants that yeah. lasted, especially in different economies the question that i was going to i was gradually working towards then at that point i think it's really special when you you know you watch the food network and there's a lot of people who have tv shows oh you you must be a killer chef you must be this you must be that what does it take to actually go from your a good home cook to a successful chef slash restaurateur because there's a I think, personally, yeah. there's an enormous disconnect there. So,
0: like I said, you could be a fan of cooking at home. You could make the greatest chicken dish at home or pizza, whatever it is. What you have to understand is when you're getting into the restaurant industry and becoming a restaurateur, not only do you have to know how to cook, but there's so many other aspects to it. So on any given day, I could be playing the job of a plumber, an electrician, uh, fixing an air conditioner, making you know sure your, your dining room is prepped up interior decorator um, picking up plates and cups and silverware so there's so many more things behind it where it's not just cooking it's not just pushing out a good product because if that was a fact then yeah a lot of people could do it but in the end you're creating an experience for people um, you want them to come back you want them to enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy the time they had so it is much more than just cooking and that's why it is so tricky because there are so many moving parts and you know you're juggling balls all day long that you got to make sure you keep everything afloat to create that good experience you know it's not that you can come in for dinner at six o'clock people think you open the doors up at five and you're good there's so much going on before that, you know. You don't know what's going to come up that day. There's always some mysterious thing that's going to happen. So you got to be able to just roll with the punches and be able to go from there and adjust accordingly.
1: Not to mention, you might have some weird dude from Facebook like messaging you, like, "Hey, like, I got a podcast."
0: Yeah. It's, you I- see, it's always you know between <laughs> that and social media and, and all kinds of press and stuff like that. There's always other things that have to come up to it. So there's a lot of a lot of details that go into it. A lot of behind the scenes things that people yeah. don't always see. And
1: operations can be such an enormous pain in the backside, yes. uh, I had one of my last guests, uh, the Gentleman's Cooperative Custom Clothier, you have to wear all those hats, and it's actually, I, I think it's a lesson a lot of folks know that I have my own admiration for theater, and one of the things that Second City has, uh, that they teach their folks is, know how to wear your hat very loosely, so you can wear several different hats, Absolutely. and yeah. as an operator, and then especially as a business owner, and like the first thing that I said to folks, especially in retail myself, how's business? You know, because you've got your people, you've got your customers, you've got what you have to worry about every day-wise, your shipment, your purchasing, sure. what you need to keep everything going for yeah. is awesome. Um, and then we said before, as far as for your uh, for your local customer-wise and then for, um, like you said, what works, what doesn't work, how did you, um, and just because I think it's important, I think it's really interesting, bless you, um, I think it's really cool, bless you, uh, how do you go about actually deciding, fine, bless you. Somebody's really abusing it today. Um, how do you go about deciding a menu? Is it seasonal? How does that work? And like, what is it? Is it essentially what you think you would like to see on the menu, or is it?
0: No, <laughs> it's it's definitely what's seasonal. Um, we focus on fresh ingredients. We keep a simple menu where we can rotate that in and out. Um, I have great relationships with a lot of my purveyors and, and local uh, local vendors. So if they come to me and say, hey, we have a great deal on this, or these are looking really nice, or this week these, you know, they're not coming in, we always tailor the menu to that. Um, we want to make sure we give them the highest quality of, no matter if it's a salad or a steak or whatever it is, a pasta dish, we want to make sure that it's going to be the highest quality that we can give them um you know no matter if that means adjusting the menu and tweaking it a little bit each week that's something we have to do and that's another task that you're just doing to make sure that your your product's coming out correctly
1: awesome and i will say and this goes out for everybody out there that, that i know is going to make a reservation here the uh the truffle there uh, i'm sorry the ricotta the pofo well, the
0: whip the tuffo yeah yeah that's
1: every every time i've come here that's been a staple
0: awesome i'm glad you enjoy
1: it it's it's tradition well, Frank, we're going to head up a quick break really, really fast. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in with me right now. We're at Franco's Restaurant. We're in Bridgeport, heart and Soul, the south side. They're at uh, 300 West 31st Street, right? Yep. Yeah, and,
0: right at the and corner of 31st and Princeton.
1: Awesome. So if you are local, make sure that you're going to be stopping on by for a weekend or for dinner. If you're going to be out of town, make sure that you're going to be making this a staple. If you can get it, there's also some barking around the corner. Otherwise, just make your reservation, and we're going to be right back after this.
0: Admitted, you've fallen into the Pinterest wormhole so many times, it's not even funny. Okay, it's a little funny. Those fail photos couldn't have been further from the original. But your next project doesn't have to be a fail. At DIY Vinci, we curate kits for you with step-by-step instructions and video tutorials. Or if you're just looking for art supplies or even home decor, we've got that too. Discover what you could DIY at www.diyvinci.com. Your masterpiece starts here.
1: All right, folks, welcome on back to styleszephyr.com. We're back here with Franco's Ristorante deep in the heart and soul of Chicago and Bridgeport and the heart and soul of the South Side. Frank, thank you so much again for being with me today.
0: Absolutely, anytime.
1: Now, we're going to be uh, kind of, as a review-wise... Your personal philosophy, again, as far as just for for those who might even consider a career as a restaurateur or their own respective family businesses or even careers as chefs, if you want to call it that, because obviously you've got the heritage there, you've got the training, and what would you say is from both mistakes from both Triumphs, what would you say would be your best career advice to someone considering it, especially at your amazingly young age for doing this too? Uh,
0: Well, you know, you got to be prepared to sacrifice a lot, you know, time, energy. Um, This is not a passive business. You have to be in, you know, in and out of the the day-to-day operations. You have to make sure you're there constantly. Um, This is not something where you just open the doors up and leave. Customers are going to notice that. Um, Your staff's going to notice it. So you have to make sure you're on top of everything. You have to make sure that you're willing to put in the hours. Um, This is not something where you're going to have weekends off and holidays off. You know, weekends and holidays, it's the, the restaurant industry's busiest time. Um, so if you're willing to put the time and, and effort and energy in, and, you know, it does take over your life, you do not have a normal life after that, you have to be willing to change and you have to embrace it. So for me, I've been doing this for quite a while, and, you know, it's something that I enjoy, something that um, my life is normal to me, it's not normal to most people. So my work hours, uh, the amount of hours I put in, the, my days off, if, if any, that's what I've become acc- accustomed to, and that's what I think is normal. The average person will not. So if you want to work for yourself and don't want to really have a boss and, and you want to put every bit of energy and, and effort into it, then absolutely go for it. If you want something where you have a 9-to-5 and your paychecks are guaranteed and you know your vacation and sick time, then look into something else that this is not the industry for you. It's not just about food. It's not just about you know meeting people and talking to people. It's a whole big combination and you know there's a lot of factors going into it so reevaluate it, think about it and if anything, maybe before you run into it full time, pick up a part time job, maybe become a server for a couple hours, um, go bartend somewhere, see if the atmosphere and the culture is something you enjoy definitely before making any big investment into a restaurant or something like that Um, it's a hard industry like I've said numerous times, the market in Chicago is very tough um, one in four restaurants will close within their first um, year. The, it's just not an easy industry, and there's too many things going against you between local legislations. Um, the, the labor pool is not what it used to be, so I can go on and on about um, the, the, the challenges of this industry. But ultimately, see if you enjoy it, see what you think about it, and make your own judgment.
1: That's awesome. The grind, I cannot relate to, yeah. but the hours, they suck. Yeah. Like yeah, it, for, right. From from a retail standpoint, because sure. that's, like we were talking about before, like, you have your, con- like, Chicago, I don't care what any political figure says, Chicago is a global city. Yeah. You've got international conferences, you've got domestic conferences, you, all these different things that play a factor in it, and guess what? You've got to be making money. Door's got to be open, and you're making money. If you're not, then, you know, it does suck, but at the yeah. end of the day, you're right, it doesn't, no, you yeah, can't right. relate to that.
0: And that's know? what, you know, that's what makes a city great is the amount of people you have coming in and the exposure Um, But you have to be willing to cater to everyone's needs. Um, It's not... Like you're watching the soup Nazi on Seinfeld, who, if he doesn't <laughs> like something, he's not going to serve you. You don't have those luxuries, and you shouldn't. You know, you're not able to treat people like that. You have to cater to everyone. Um, and my philosophy is, you treat them as if they were, you know, a great customer and your first time coming in, no matter who it is. You have to make sure the service is on par, and that's what makes someone come come back. It's not only, like I said, just the food. It's the service, it's the wait staff, it's the attentiveness. So, you know, that's that's what makes living in Chicago and owning businesses in Chicago. Um, you know, difficult, but it's rewarding in the same same uh, token. You, you're able to give people good experiences, have memorable moments with them, um, and that's what, you know, I enjoy and, and why I think I'll, I'll stick with it and, and keep going with it. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I came... I came here today, you know. That's why I wanted sure. to reach out to you guys like. That's why I became a staple here. Like, kind of saw it on my trucks, and from the coffee shop, and thinking like that place looks interesting. Did some Google searches, and now like that's why I can't wait to order food because. And it's perfect. like I'm gonna, you know, so it pump up. pump some money into a local business, help keep lights on. It's great stuff like that. Um, and then, like you said, for you know keeping the lights on and meeting the people and everything, um, and we'll probably wind this down with this too because I appreciate your time over the moon. Um, What would be your personal philosophy as far as what your dining room has to offer for folks, and, you know, what does Franco's deliver for folks?
0: Um, You know, we have a ton of classic Italian staples. We have a lot of dishes we put our own twist on. Um, We've been here for 30 years, so obviously I think we've been doing something well where people enjoy it. But my thing is I want you to come in not just once or twice a year. I want to have people come in once or twice a week or a month, so it's a very affordable price point. Um, You know, you're going to try something new. We have a bunch of rotating specials that change each week. Um, Our wine list changes, so it's always something new. You can always have those dependable um, classic Italian dishes, but we're putting our own little spin on it and making sure that you're going to feel welcome and invited every time you come in.
1: Awesome. And then speaking of that, too, because like I said, we're going to be winding this down. For when you're going to be making your plans to come on in, what is every and any way of getting a hold of you guys?
0: Um, so we're on every major social media, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we also are on OpenTable, so you can make reservations that way. Um, or just give us a call on our landline. We'll be able to accommodate you with whatever you need.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Perfect, man. Frank, thank you again so much for your time. Like I said, guys, this is all about supporting local. You can have an awesome outfit. You can have an awesome drawing, painting, whatnot. Come on over and change up your style and change up your uh, – broaden your palette a little bit, you yeah, know. definitely. Have, try something new. Have a nice glass of wine with a nice, yeah. you know, like a nice pasta. I'm probably going to be ordering the uh, that jumbo rigatoni. That sounds really Enjoy good. It's a nice
0: chilly day so you're, you're going the right direction. It's gravy, not sauce, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for joining me today at StyleZephyr.com. Remember to have a nice local dish, but also remember to stay true to you. Take care.